So it appears that Netflix is at it again. Yes, ever so often. It feels like, I don't know. I know that it just feels like, and you obviously could go back and take a look. But every four to six months, we get a story of Netflix is looking to make sure that nobody is sharing their passwords. I mean... I feel like this is just a story that gets thrown out there from Netflix ever so often just to make people go, oh, man, who's using our password? Maybe they should get their own subscription, which, you know, I kind of understand. But, uh, you know, all of us have people who are not living in our household using our passwords. In fact, you may even be a person who has your own password for one that you give to someone else and maybe you each share the subscription so you know you're not paying for all of those streaming services i'm not saying that people do that i'm just saying that you know it may happen but now apparently netflix is uh you know added again and they've added a little extra layer of spin the knife a little bit for you uh, they've started to put on their screen when you log in, start your own Netflix for free today. If you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. And then they give you a join free for 30 days link. And then at the bottom of that, it says, is this your account? We'll send you a verification code, email code, text code, verify later. I don't know how long it is. When they say verify later, but I'm sure that gets clicked most of the time. But, uh, you know, you can text a code. And if you're sharing, you know, you text your buddy and say, hey, that code you got, uh, you need to send that to me. So, I mean, I'm not saying there's a way to get around it, but that's the way to get around it. But, you know, I find it funny. And I know that Netflix is starting to, you know, maybe reach their, you know, saturation level, which... I don't know if that's actually true, but most of these subscription services are kind of okay with sharing of passwords. I mean, even Reed Hastings from Netflix has commented that eh, we love people sharing Netflix. That was a few years ago. Maybe he doesn't love it anymore. And I know the head of HBO has said, you know, eh, eh, what, eh, it's fine. We like people. It creates a buzz. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Now, of course, they don't want that, you know, done by the, you know, the millions plus but i'm sure there's thousands that do it and in the end it ends up being that you know the people that are using it may get a subscription later at another time or uh, you know they don't and they get a subscription to something else it's just a weird thing but just be on the lookout that you may get that screen pop up Asking you if this account is yours. So they've added that extra layer of which we don't like people sharing our passwords. That's what they say out loud, but really on their inside voice, that's fine. We'll just, you know, we'll knock a few people off, but uh, for the most part, it's okay because it creates the buzz going and, you know, families are together and everything is fine. So don't worry about it. Okay. So just be on the lookout. Netflix is at it again welcome to chewing the fat it is fat pile friday and we are ready to rock and roll yes we're ready to rock and roll here on chewing the fat welcome to the broadcast fat pile friday so they say that coming threes right uh deaths <laughs> i guess it's 
fire everything. Everything comes in threes. But we had uh, we had a couple of Hollywood people die uh, in the last couple of days, and the one was Richard Gilland, husband of Gene Smart. He died at 71. And then we had the arrested development actress Jessica Walter uh, pass away, who was great in that uh, in that show. And she's you know if you see her, she was in you know a bunch of shows and, and and did some voice work as well. She was eighty who passed away. And as I sat down to say hello to you on Fat Pile Friday, I see where number three happened: Larry McMurtry. The Lonesome Dove novelist and Brokeback Mountain Oscar winner dies at 84. So there's number three. So Hunter Biden in the news again over just a weird story. I'm not real sure why I care, except I know that he's out, you know, beginning to, you know, hawk his book that's coming out. And of course, uh, mysonhunter.com is looking to crowdfund uh, to make the movie My Son Hunter. And so, you know, we, we like to keep him in the news. No problem. I'm happy about it. But the story is weird. So in Delaware, uh, Hunter was in the back of a bodega, some uh, convenience store, with his girlfriend at the time, Bo's wife. <laughs> of course, this is after Bo had passed away and uh they had were together and he had a gun in the truck now he goes in the store and she is kind of freaking out that something bad is going to happen with this gun so she throws it in the dumpster behind the store they leave or you know they come out and he's like where's my gun it doesn't say the time frame between the time she threw it away and then he finds out that the gun is missing and she, you know, they get into their argument and they go back to the store and they look in the dumpster and the gun is gone. So then they confront the store owner and the store owner's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what the deal is. And the police are called and they think, you know, Hey, it could, you know, have been used in a, in a crime. Now it can be found used in a crime. And then they end up finding the gun because a man searching through the trash looking for recycling stuff found the gun so now they're trying to say that perhaps the secret service was involved they came and investigated i guess it was kind of an off the books investigation by the secret service because they claim at the time that this happened in late 2018 joe biden was out of office and he was not supposed to be receiving formal secret service protection so you know i know that uh they were trying to you know dig up dirt on him and everything but and the uh according to this story the right wing website the blaze reported the gun incident in october of last year yeah because uh you know that's when we found out about it but uh there was nothing that happened i mean they found the gun the story is interesting enough just because he's with his you know brother's wife after the brother passed away and i guess you know who does look you try to find love wherever you can right and now they're looking into you know where he had filled out his paperwork to get the gun and the 
on the gun application, he answered no to the question about unlawful use or addiction to marijuana or any depressant stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. Well, I mean, everyone answers no to that. <laughs> That's why you do the background check, right? Everyone answers no to that. Sure, so what? He'd been discharged from the Navy Reserve after testing positive for cocaine. So, so he had a history of drug use. So, uh, is that technically lying on that form? I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. And I don't know that they ever prosecute anyone who lies on that form. Right? If they catch you lying, then you don't get the gun. Have a nice day. Good luck. God bless. Right? So it's just a weird story, and I, I one of the one of the inside the story they talk about when the police were talking to Hunter, he said, "I use it for target practice." And when the police continued to ask him, the officer said that Hunter became very agitated and asked if the officer was intentionally trying to make him mad. <laughs> Is pissed. Don't you know who I am? What are you questioning for? I'm just looking for my gun, okay? And the police officer asked him, hey, have you been doing drugs or drinking heavily? And Hunter said, listen, it isn't like that, okay? I think she believes I was going to kill myself. Oh! Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. No problem. Go ahead then. So just remember that the book is coming out next month and uh you know he's trying to you know regenerate some stories to hawk the book and don't forget that you can go to mysonhunter.com and help out with whatever you can and let's get that movie made okay so a pilot flying out of san jose international airport was caught on a hot mic uh he was spewing you know the as as explained an expletive laced rant about California liberals and Hyundai drivers over air traffic control radio. Now, Southwest Airlines Flight 531 can also be heard on the frequency around the same time of the rant, and you can listen. I listened to, they have an archived website of the audio of this, you know, pilot audio. And the actual archived audio is like 40 minutes long, but it's only about a minute long, 40-some seconds long of of the uh, of the actual rant now southwest airlines has of course released a statement that you know talks about our corporate culture is built on a tenet of treating others with concern and dignity and the comments are inconsistent with the professional behavior and overall respect that we require from our employees really okay this situation was an isolated incident involving a single employee and not representative of the nearly 60,000 hardworking, respectful people of Southwest Airlines. We do not publicly discuss employee matters, but we are fully addressing the situation internally. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, the FAA has got a comment as well. Uh, regulations prohibit airline pilots from talking about subjects that are unrelated to safely conducting their flight while taxiing and while flying below 10,000 feet so the FAA is investigating communications that an airline pilot made while taxiing at the Mineta San Jose International Airport last week. Uh, the FAA also reported the incident 
to the airline and that's that's good because what we don't want is we don't want uh pilots being human we don't want that at all we want them thinking about things that you know aren't human but i will say (laughs) yeah f this place damn liberal f's the pilot could be (laughs) and weirdos Probably driving around in effing Hondas, effing slow as S, going slow as F. They don't have balls unless you're effing rolling coal. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And so we're going to, here's the, I believe this is the edited version of that rant. And let's hope that it's edited. Yeah. Liberal. Probably like eight guns out here somewhere. As it is. Weirdos. Never weirdos. Probably driving around them. Hot days. Lower. They go slow as and last calling on tower that's uh one two four one zero yeah you're on the air damn it (laughs) so the pilot was a little upset (laughs) at the slow planes and, you know, I guess he's saying, you know, talking about, apparently they're trying to say that he was talking about California liberals and Hyundais. And uh, you don't have any balls unless you're rolling coal. <laughs> and I thought, wait, now rolling coal. And I wasn't familiar with that. And I apologize for not being, you know, the hipster that I portray here on Chewing the Fat. But for those of you like me that weren't quite sure what rolling coal is or was, uh, is the practice of modifying a diesel engine to increase the amount of fuel entering the engine in order to emit large amounts of black or gray sooty exhaust fumes into the air. And it's also uh, sometimes used as a form of anti-environmentalism, is it? But that's what that guy is saying laughing at the little Hondas, right? He's not, uh, it's not a big diesel truck and you don't have any balls unless you're rolling coal. <laughs> oh, I want this guy flying my plane. Okay, that's what I want. If you don't have balls, you're rolling coal, man. Exactly. That's exactly exactly. Well, I want this guy uh, flying my plane, Southwest. Just slap him on the hand and let's move on. And while we had, while we had our first presidential press conference yesterday with president joe biden which was great and i know i you know i shy away from political talk on this show just because you can get that everywhere and i know and i you know it's hard to avoid it in today's world so i do my very best and i hope you appreciate it and if you don't sorry okay that's part of the deal but i will say that while you know of course that was going on we had the great mark zuckerberg sundar pachai and jack dorsey all were busy testifying yesterday and it went down the same as usual the same blah 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 
And yes, we were, you know, we, they uh, asked if they were culpable in the uh, siege on the Capitol January 6th. And, you know, I will say that uh, Dorsey said his company played a role in the Capitol riots. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg said the responsibility lies with the people who took the actions to break the law. Yes, that's right, Mark. And that's the way you should feel about everything on your platform. I see where Parler said they warned the FBI and gave them all kinds of information on it. And yet, who took the biggest heat? I know. I I know. I know. It's just amazing. Jack, I will say, uh, you know, shined through the turmoil yesterday. He looked great. Um, You know, did his little little testimony from the kitchen. Had his, uh, you could see out the back window, you could see the trash can under the tree. You had got a fresh, new, shaved head. It wasn't completely shaved. It was down to about a one. And then he had his beard. The beard looked a little trim, but he looks like a billy goat. Really so. I mean, it's like Billy Goat Jack. And uh, he seemed, you know, he had his nose ring. He's looking good. He's looking good as the head of Twitter. Now, they all want government regulation now so they can close the door behind them for all the others there's no doubt about that but they really should and the you know the responsibility oh we were wrong on the hunter biden thing for twitter and uh, you don't need to know that was a mistake and we fixed our mistake it's the same blah 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 human was wrong algorithm was wrong that was a mistake we should have done that we we're better now we will be better in the future we're striving to be better blah 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 how about we just strive to allow people to do what they do on your platform? How about that? And if they, if it's violence that they are doing against an individual, then we react to that. But if it's just them being mad or you want to up the algorithm and who they follow and who they see, how about we don't do that? I know that's just me. <laughs> I know that's just me. <laughs> and it's our choice. They're a private company, right? It's our choice. You, Jeff, you don't have to be on Twitter at JeffyJFR. I know. I know. You don't have to be on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You don't have to be on Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. You don't have to be on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I know. I know. I get it. But... It's just the, you know, it's the way of the world these days. So we just, we just want to be able to control our stuff. Okay. We don't want you to control it. And if they end up with more government regulation on their platforms, there's going to be more and more control from them and not us. And I just want to say, I'm not a fan of that. I am not a fan of that at all. What I am a fan of is the break room. So let's go to the break room and get ourselves something cold to drink, shall we? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but what I <laughs> what I drink there as a cold soda is so good. As long as we're in the break room, we might as well talk a little bit about, uh, you know, restaurants. Darden Restaurants, the parent company of Olive Garden, 
has said that hourly workers will make at least $10 an hour in wages, plus tips combined starting next week. It's also going to give $17 million in one-time employee bonuses. Kind of sweet. Now, it, uh, you know, it's been proposed the $15 federal minimum wage was, uh, you know, scrapped, thrown out of the COVID relief bill. But other companies, Amazon and Costco, have set minimum wages of at least $15 an hour and encouraged, you know, other retailers to follow. And they claim that Darden is just trying to outshine, you know, Amazon and Costco. But the restaurant business is starting to look better, according to the CEO of Darden, uh, which also owns Longhorn Steakhouse. He said they are cautiously optimistic about the future of sit-down dining. I mean, that's great. And this is actually really kind of a, a really refreshing good number. COVID, of course, did a number on restaurants, specifically those that make their money off of, you know, you know, banquets and people, you know, showing up in droves to their restaurant. But at one point during the pandemic, same-store sales at the Darden restaurants were down 75%. You can't, that, that's, I mean, it's tough to leave the doors open. But last week, same-store sales topped levels from the same week in 2019 by 5.4%. So it's back and beyond the 2019 levels. That's that's pretty good news. And just as a side note for you white people out there listening to Chewing the Fat, and thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat, and thank you for subscribing to Chewing the Fat uh, on whatever platform you subscribe to Chewing the Fat on. If you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber, you need to become a subscriber. Uh, you can subscribe on the platform that you're listening to the show on now, or you can decide that, you know what, I'd rather subscribe on iTunes. I'd rather subscribe on iHeartRadio. I'd rather subscribe on Stitcher. I'd rather subscribe on Spotify. Whatever. There's a plethora of platforms out there for you to choose from. Choose the one that warms the cockles of your heart and subscribe on that platform. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Thank you. But times are going to get even well i want to say i want to see times are getting better for white folks but they really aren't a minnesota theater has canceled production of cinderella because the cast is too white it was scheduled to stage a production of cinderella later in the year but no the artistic director said you know what uh the cast we've got for this is overwhelmingly white so i no yeah no the the chanhassen dinner theaters recently hired a diversity consultant and instituted new diversity equity and inclusion protocols so there's that to look forward to it was 98 percent white said the artistic director yeah um it's funny how that happened since it's a community theater and according to the latest census the chanhausen people there's 92.5 percent are white less than three percent of the residents are hispanic while 1.1 percent 
our black. So um, I don't know, maybe the Hispanics and the 1% of blacks or the other don't want to be in the community theater. So that's how you get to mostly white in your show. But that doesn't matter anymore. Those that those numbers just do not matter. So you're not going to be able to see that. And we're going to cancel productions and tough. Well, you know what's going to happen is they're just going to do shows that aren't Cinderella. Or you'll just rewrite it and make sure that you have diversity, equity, and inclusion. Things are getting better, though, because Cigna, one of the nation's largest health insurance providers, has allegedly allegedly told employees hey um don't be hiring white men okay uh yeah Ooh, no um that's we need to you know that's part of our critical race theory campaign is that that campaign is don't hire white people so according to an internal chat uh that they that uh, obtained by the washington examiner a hiring a hiring manager uh, dismissed a white candidate because he did not fulfill the company's diversity standards and an employee suggested the company interview a man with extensive experience for an open position and this new no, uh sure he's got uh he's perfect for the job except that he's white so uh they gave the job to a racial minority and that's good. And in other and in more important news of Cigna employees who were already there were, you know, went to training where they were taught that white people have white privilege, straight men have gender privilege, and Christians have religious privilege. So there's that. <laughs> there's that to look forward to. Nothing is uh is getting uh better for whitey you can count on that so if you i mean if you're you're not on the lowest rung if you're a white female you're pretty close though but if you're a white american male you you are a a loser because of your privilege so you need to get over yourself jeff aren't you a white american male i am i am a white american male so does that mean you need to get over yourself well i've lived a life of privilege just look at how i live wow i mean things were just given to me forever my entire life you mean like what about when you were a little kid and you were just living in that your folks were renting a house and it was, you know, two bedrooms, and you and your brother were sleeping, uh, you know, on bunk beds, and had one bathroom. Yeah, that was full of privilege, full of white privilege, my friend. Ha! You don't even know. Because you don't know of the privilege that you had proves that you had privilege. Oh, okay. <laughs> So for whatever reason, I started reading a story about Halle Berry. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of Halle Berry. She's beautiful. And so when the story comes up that has Halle Berry's face on it, all right, I'm reading it. You got me. 
You got me. I'm going to go ahead and read it, okay? <laughs> so this particular story has is talking about Hallie uh, and her children. And she has two kids, 12-year-old uh, Nala and 7-year-old Maceo. And she is paying child support to the fathers of each child. And that is $16,000 a month. I know. <laughs> now, she has said, this is how tough Hallie's got it. And I, you know, I kind of feel sorry for her now. She uh, describes it as extortion. And she pays a hefty amount of child support. Still finds herself. This is how tough she has it. Okay. She still finds herself having to hire people to help care for her child. I know. I mean, it's still 16 grand in child support. And she still has to pay people to help her take care of them. I mean, it's she's been paying it for a decade now. She said, if I, I feel if a woman or a man is having to pay support that is way more than the reasonable needs to support the child, I think that is wrong. I, You know what? I couldn't necessarily disagree with that. She's not saying she doesn't want to pay for the kids. She's, uh, you know... And she, when the, I guess when the, she has, you know, when the kid is with the dad, you know, they need to take care of it, right? Uh, she understands some parents, men or women, may need help. I also feel that these modern times, both men and women have the responsibility to financially take care of their children and work hard to make every effort to do so. Now, some would say, Hallie, um, you know, you probably didn't have to have these children with these two men and then not be married to them. <laughs> uh, some people would say that not me not me i'm not i'm not saying that i'm just oof, i'm just saying that it's you know it's possible some people would say that a judge ordered hallie to pay her ex gabriel aubrey sixteen thousand dollars back in 2014 the pair have 50 50 custody of their daughter and hallie pays for her daughter's private school tuition uh, that's nice. Uh, that's nice. And so, I mean, they had a big affair in court because he wanted to move to Europe. And, you know, they had a big deal over, you know, you're not taking my kids. And then he was arrested. And whatever. I mean, it's just a, a big fight. I just find it interesting that Hallie, I'm with her on the child support and, you know, paying too much. But she's got all this you know she's rich right she's one of those rich people that don't pay enough taxes and so i mean she's got to work though you start paying people you start paying people sixteen thousand a month i bet the private school that the kid goes to is probably pretty close to 16 grand a month so i mean she's dishing out some cash for these damn kids what you have them for in the first place? <laughs> Some would say she didn't have to have that. You know, it was her choice. It was her choice to be impregnated and then have children. So, and really, I mean, in today's world, she could have not had them even if she got pregnant. So I think we're kind of lucky, at least the kids are, that she didn't take that option. So zip it, Hallie, and pay the money. Oh, and as uh, as of this broadcast, uh, if you're listening live, 3-26-2021, uh, 
the Suez Canal is still backed up. They have not brought in a plunger to get rid of that ship. So goods are backed up. Billions of dollars are just being sitting on the on the waterways waiting to be delivered because they can't get through the Suez Canal. Some of the shipping companies have decided, well, you know, maybe we'll go the long way. You know, before we had the Suez Canal, that only takes another, you know, 300,000 gallons of, of fuel and more time to get those goods to where they have to go. So that'll be fun. I did hear an idea today that I thought, well, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. Maybe we just need to blow that ship up and let's go move on with our lives instead of trying to dig it out and make sure that uh, you know other ships can get by maybe we just blow it up we send in the military and we blow it up and we and i don't mean blow it up to where there's parts everywhere i mean incinerate that bad boy i want that thing off the face of the earth oh dust i just dust and then the other ships can continue on and we just move on with their lives oh did we lose that ship yep oh well there's only 220,000 tons of goods on that ship. So don't worry about it. We just, it's just gone. What happened to it? I don't know. It just, it just disappeared. Yeah, it's just gone. Are all the other ships going through the Suez Canal now and everything, the goods are moving through? Yeah. Okay, good. Then don't worry about it. All right, so I know it's Fat Pile Friday, so let's try to get to, uh, you know, try to run through some stuff for you to get uh, what you need to get to. I've got a, a, a a ton of fat <laughs> in today's fat pile i know uh the olympic flame has begun it's a 120 day relay across japan and they're keeping the flame alive uh, literally and symbolically japan has made the uh unprecedented decision to bar international spectators so it won't be the international olympic committee's only challenge uh, it's also starting to grow calls to move next year's Winter Games out of China or risk an international boycott. So we've got that to look forward to. Man, things are coming together so good, and I'm so happy we have a good administration in office in Washington to make sure they handle all these international problems. And if you saw the president yesterday, uh, President Biden, with his first news conference, you have confidence in him and his administration to make sure that these international these international things get taken care of don't you because his foreign policy is right there on the right there on the it's right there it's right there so businesses across industries are trying to walk that careful line to stay on beijing's nice list they want access to that consumer market <laughs> so good luck good luck so what that china has been accused of detaining one to two million members of muslim minorities so what that they're torturing and you know they used forced labor and sterilization so we want their business we want their money the U.S., Canadian, and Dutch governments recently labeled what's happening in China as genocide. And this week, the U.S., Britain, Canada, and the EU sanctioned Chinese officials with links to the abuses. Well, 
okay good luck god bless so calls for that boycott of the 22 beijing olympics the 2022 beijing olympics uh top sponsors airbnb visa coca-cola png already being asked about it so a human rights group coalition has already sent a letter to airbnb asking it to pull out questioning the companies and this is what they're going to question every one of these companies with what about your commitment to social responsibility oh all right and they're surely watching what happens to the apparel brands i know h&m just had a big thing with cotton dealing with china i'm it's going to be a nightmare so just be ready for the olympic nightmare that's coming your way and as long as we're talking about nightmares i mean i know intel has got a big fight with apple over their chips but intel is spending 20 billion they're building a new chip plant i think multiple chip plants in arizona and i know that there we've got the worldwide chip shortage (laughs) don't worry about it don't worry about it we're gonna we're gonna have some plants in arizona oh that's good if they're creating jobs and we have place places in arizona that people could move to and work at the intel chip plants good in florida i see where there's a story in this you know it's kind of there's always stories like this coming out of the great state of florida where a clothes dryer began blowing out a lot of lint and people didn't know what to do so of course they called the repair man who said hey there's a dead snake uh in your motor so that's what caused your you know dryer to screw up so just get rid of that snake in your your dryer and everything will be fine well florida now has banned 16 exotic pets amid too many disturbing toilet incidents and they're not all actually toilet incidents because we just did the story on you know dryer damage so these animals are out there doing lots of damage said the florida fish and wildlife conservation commissioner robert spotswood and the commission voted unanimously to ban a variety of python types all tego lizard species and green iguanas among other problematic but beloved state pets from being commercially bred beginning in three years time so get them breeding if you've got these animals let's get them and get them because if you're not going to be part of the grandfathered list they gotta go all right they gotta go so i guess according to this the creatures will be allowed as long as you've already got them but you will not be able to replace them once they pass away and i guess they're still going to be allowed to be brought into florida in the name of exhibition and research so if you can get a get some kind of pass you can still bring them in but i don't know if they're going to allow you to just breed them and sell them so i know that florida spends a lot of money trying to mitigate the uh what they call invasive species but the reptile trade in florida is unbelievably huge i mean that's got to be a couple hundred million dollar uh trade in florida so it's kind of hard to not keep that and i know that the uh the united states association of reptile keepers florida chapter and six 
individual plaintiffs are suing, alleging the new rules are beyond the scope of the Fish and Wildlife Conservation's constitutional authorities. So good luck, and let's hope you can keep your reptiles. And I see where Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon said the company is taking steps to address the mental health of junior bankers after a survey revealed a severe work-life imbalance. Remember, we talked about those 98-hour work weeks and people are working from home, but they never stop working. Citigroup CEO Jane Fraser sent a memo to her 210,000 employees with a simple message. Chill out a bit, okay? <laughs> Thank you, CEO Jane Fraser. Chill out a bit, okay? More specifically, she outlined measures intended to cure remote workplace malaise. That drowning sensation after your fifth video call of the day. From now on, Fridays will be Zoom free. Staffers are banned from scheduling internal video meetings on weekend eve. And the May 28th Friday before Memorial Day, that's going to be a company-wide holiday. We're going to call that city reset day oh gosh darn it that's so nice now she also sketched out a more flexible approach to work after the pandemic recedes now most city employees are going to be allowed to work from home up to two days a week though some roles are going to have to be 100 percent in person that's just that's just the way it is okay so we're still gonna you know lots of businesses have announced plans to stick with the hybrid of work from home arrangements post COVID, but not a lot of banks have done so. So city is first big bank to embrace office flexibility. So, Hey, we're going to give you Fridays off from zoom. We're going to have a reset day, the Friday before Memorial day. So you're going to get four days off instead of three. And how about you just chill out a bit? Okay. And the COVID stats real quick. I see where the USA is up over 30 million total cases. And we have almost, uh, well, we're at 559,954,000 deaths as of this broadcast. And that's where we're at as far as, you know, the USA is concerned with the numbers. I see where AstraZeneca has said that its two-dose vaccine is 76% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID-19. Earlier in the week, federal health officials called AstraZeneca out for using outdated info when it claimed the vaccine was 79% effective. You bastards! It's not 79% effective. It's 76% effective, okay? But it says the data still shows it's 100% effective in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. So that's good, I guess. You know, so I know the AstraZeneca PR is really kind of taking a hit this month. There's still, you know, concerns over blood clots with the European regulators. So we'll see. And, And I see more news about the pill that they are looking to push through and it's in trials now that you take after you get it which cures it if that is if that happens then we are good man we're not talking about 2022 we're talking about right now 
we it's time to move the heck on take your mask off and move on because if you get it take a round of these pills and you are good to go and i for one am a fan of that all right thanks for listening to uh, chewing the fat and fat pile friday you know i follow the you know the morning brew the email that comes to me every day and i mean you can too but i they have the uh, we talked about their greatest product of all time with their bracket with the morning brew and of course the greatest product of all time ended up in the final two with google and microsoft and google crushed microsoft i told you that would happen so you know congratulations to google search and they have uh you know their bit that they do with uh you know they call it three headlines and a lie but it's really four headlines and one of them is a lie anyway the uh when you look at this and see if you you know know the know the news and can tell you which one is uh, correct or not uh first headline is reddit investors adopt 3500 gorillas in six days second headline is domain name can't focus because of locusts.com fetches $800,000 price tag ahead of coming horde. Florida man arrested for zapping Scientology cameras with laser pointer during cult city tour. And Taiwan urges citizens not to change their name to salmon to get free sushi. Which one is a lie? <laughs> if you chose domain name can't focus because of locust.com you would be correct and you're thinking to yourself wait there's a cult city tour in clearwater florida yep i have not taken that tour although i've been in clearwater you know many times and i am a fan scientology has taken over downtown clearwater and this person takes these people on a tour and this one guy was busted by ruining scientology's cameras with his laser pointer and if any particular business or religion or corporation is hardcore in prosecuting anyone going against what they say believe or do that's scientology so this guy good luck god bless whatever the maximum is for your crime against Scientology, you can bet that's what they're going to go after. In Taiwan, I guess people are changing their name to Salmon to get free sushi. And what's interesting about that story is that in Taiwan, you can only change your name, I think, three times. And so the courts and the rulers, the all-seeing, all-knowing gurus in Taiwan are saying, hey, don't be changing your name uh, to Salmon because, uh, you know, you only get so many times to change your name and then that's it. So unless you want your name to always be Salmon, you know, you might want to think twice about it being worth changing your name to Salmon just to get free sushi. And Reddit investors have adopted 3,500 gorillas in six days. Congratulations to them. They've given a bunch of money to help these gorillas in their, in their quest for survival on the planet. So, man, good times. Good times. And if you think that, hey, what am I going to do with all this extra money this weekend? Well, don't worry about it. Gas prices are going up. And there's only, you know, been a 37% increase since last March. So it's bound to go up now because of, you know, I don't know, the pipeline. And, oh, I don't know, 
the Suez Canal, any excuse to get the gas prices to go up, it will go up. So good luck. Good luck. And one last little thing to make you happy. In an attempt to make people happy after a difficult year, Pepsi has decided to make a Peeps-flavored Pepsi. Yes, congratulations to Pepsi. They've decided that for a limited time, they're going to make marshmallow-flavored cola. Now, it won't be in the supermarket aisles just yet. It's going to be the 7.5-ounce yellow, pink, and blue Pepsi mini cans in three packs. And it's going to be great. It's going to be just great. I can't wait for the Peeps-flavored Pepsi. Now, people were wondering if it was going to be called Peepsy. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking more of just enjoy the new Peeps-flavored Pepsi, Peepy. If you don't have balls in this, you're f***ing rolling cold, man.